0: Hello and welcome to Saturday Night Hive. I'm Candice and I'm here with my friend Heba. Hello, Heba. Hi, Candice. So today we're talking about an episode that we both actually liked. We both actually were looking forward to, and it was a double duty episode with Lizzo hosting and Lizzo musical guesting. And My first reaction to all of this is that she is the absolute perfect celebrity to do this because one, her persona is so likable. She's so funny. She has chemistry with everyone. And I really feel like from this episode, I was able to get like a good sense of her personality in a way that I just could not with like Billie Eilish or Nick Jonas. And therefore, I thought this was such a good choice. And I'm so glad it worked out. But what did you think before going into the episode, Hibba?
1: Yeah, I loved this episode. I think exactly like you said, her personality really shines. Like it was a Lizzo episode in everything that she did. It was super clear in all the sketches, like why she would have picked them out. Um, And she also was not out of breath whenever she did Mm. her musical performances, which is something that frequently happens when people are doing double duty. Um, For reference, please check the most recent Drake episode. Mm. (laughs) It's like three years old now um but yeah i i loved everything that she did i have a lot of good things to say about this episode in contrast to the jake Jonas <laughs> episode mm-hmm. so i'm happy to bring a more positive vibe this time
0: totally and i think like one of the strengths of this episode is that it was one of the best musical performances of the year it was also one of the best hosting gigs of the year and doing both is hard i yeah. mean like jonas couldn't do either so we are going to jump in. <laughs> first things first, monologue. I thought monologue was great. I thought I knew so immediately that I was going to laugh and I was going to have fun. And yeah. I just look, I love that she brought up the rumors about her, which she's been yeah. playing with this whole time. But also, I just got to note behind the scenes, behind the scenes, literally like days after her SNL gig. She confirmed on Andy Cohen that she has a boyfriend who was mm-hmm. at SNL with her. And I was like, oh, my God, you were making those jokes in front of him. That's bold. I love it. We love a man who supports us thirsting.
1: <laughs> I love that. And one of her um, rumors that she said was like she was pregnant with like someone's baby. I forgot mm-hmm. who the person was. But she was like, yeah, you might have heard this rumor. I actually started that one myself. But. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it was so on brand for her. And also, I love, yeah, exactly like you said, that she has a supportive boyfriend. Of course, I mean, if you're going to date Lizzo, you have to be 115% supportive. And also, why wouldn't you be? Because she's amazing. But she really set the tone for the episode well. And I think also, like, she came with her brand, right? Which is very, like love me as I am like everybody mm. should love themselves as they are and like yeah she did a whole thing about that and she also was like it's gonna be great like I'm here like <laughs> you know how people say like it's gonna be great this whatever musical yeah. guest is here um
0: so yeah I thought it was really
1: good I thought she would play the flute in the monologue oh, but she did same, play the flute same. like later in the episode so um I won't dock her points for that because she definitely made up for it
0: yeah Oh, that's so funny. It actually is reminding me of when Mindy Kaling went to the Met Gala. She sat next to Common, and she was trying really hard to get photographed with them so that people would be like, oh, my God, are Mindy Kaling and Common dating? And that was, like, one of my favorite, like, like talk show moments she had. But, look, smart women scheme, okay? Smart women scheme. Anyway, yeah. speaking of a real scheme, this is the third episode in a row to have opened with a game show sketch, and I'm going to be a little honest here. This was actually one of my least favorite sketches of the night, just because it's like we're kind of over this whole game show situation, but I'll get into it. First things first, my one problem with this sketch is that it very quickly became a two-handed scene between Lizzo and Keenan, just a lot of back and forth between them. And that is actually the antithesis of a game show sketch, because the whole point is that you get to take turns in a very democratic game strategy way. You get a taste of each contestant. They each get their one weird liner. And it is able to heighten the absurdity quickly, but the issue is that there was so much, like, Lizzo versus Keenan that it really pushed Ego and Chris to, like, the side, and I actually wanted to hear more from them because they sounded weird, too, but what did you think of this sketch?
1: Yeah, um, I agree with you. I feel like... So they do so many game show sketches on SNL, and I feel like most of them are hosted by Keenan, and, like, most of them are pretty good, or if not, like, just not super like, not bad, right, in a way that you would comment on them, I do feel like they were trying to, like, switch around the power dynamic, I feel like it made sense for Lizzo, because, like, I understand why she would have picked that sketch, because she was like, oh, I'm gonna, like, subvert, like, a traditional game show, but I just didn't like it as much, like you said, because I feel like, um, Ego and Chris were kind of crowded out, like, I feel like if they wanted to do that kind of power dynamic, they might have put, like, some of the featured players in that sketch instead of like really major players. Um, So yeah, I like, I thought it was okay. Overall. It wasn't my favorite sketch.
0: Totally. And I think kind of riding on that wave TikTok sketch was next. Here's my thing about the sketch. I do think it's funny and I do think it's entertaining and I do think we need to retire it immediately because here's the thing. The creative, team and the graphics team should definitely win an Emmy for this sketch. However, how many times can you lean on TikTok? Can you lean on like a young person's medium to like grab that 18 to 34 demographic? Like I just don't think it's smart to go there. However, I do also realize that like Billie Eilish was the other host who used the TikTok format. And a part of me actually wonders if it's because this is a pre-tape, therefore it takes longer therefore the musical guest slash hosts and they both double dutied can have more time to like outfit change maybe or just take the pressure off them a little bit during the live show either way it was fun and it was cute but I'm like very over it
1: Yeah, I feel like this is one of those kind of sketches that or digital shorts that they should only make one of like I feel like Mm. once they've made one the joke is kind of gone I did like that they had some of the people like commenting on the other sketches like like the sketch with um the person that was like crawling around and then they had mm-hmm. ego like commenting on him and stuff like that like i feel like it was well produced and so i don't have a problem with the production but i agree with you that like it was either like it should have been one and done or it felt too close like when exactly like when you said when that sketch came on i was like didn't they just do this one like mm-hmm. in a different episode recently so i think the originality like, the non-originality of
0: it kind of took away some of the shine. Totally. And here's the thing. All social media is bad in some way. All social media CEOs are bad in some way. I'm waiting for the shoe to drop with TikTok and for this to be, like, completely, completely a bad idea. But... Yeah. I will say, a sketch that actually brought me back up to my regular level of serotonin was the Black Eyed Peas sketch. So... I really feel like this sketch was made specifically in a lab for me because I walk this earth with a firm belief that 2008 was the best year in pop music, mainly because my theory is that we needed something joyous to counter the recession of the time. And that's why you're getting songs like Pitbull and TikTok by Kesha and Like a G6 and I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas coming out during that time. And I really did love this sketch. And I think Lizzo played her part pretty believably and pretty well and I just really love when she went all in on that one verse and it was just fantastic
1: yeah I really enjoyed that sketch as well I think part of the reason I liked it was because it was so plausible like it did really feel like you were behind the scenes at a Black Eyed Peas rehearsal Mm -hmm. and it felt like every time they said something ridiculous like it felt like they would say that ridiculous thing as those characters um i also like that lizzo took like the producer role right like i think mm-hmm. it would have made a lot of sense for them to do a sketch where like lizzo was in their recording booth as lizzo um but she was the one she was like the straight man character right where she was like the reasonable one to the black eyed peas being like ridiculous and unreasonable And I feel like that showed a lot of versatility because she still found a way to be like one of the main characters in the sketch. But it showed us a different side of her,
0: um, which I hadn't seen before. I think that's totally true. I think that's totally true. Um, Moving on. What did you think of the Please Don't Destroy sketch this week?
1: Yeah. Okay. I love that sketch. I also love that they've officially graduated to not being cut for time Mm -hmm, it seems mm -hmm. (laughs) it seems like um they're getting featured pretty regularly i thought it was really funny that andrew just kept escalating and so um lizzo so he was like if you don't if your songs aren't good i'll kill you (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh stuff like that um i thought her hitting on martin was also very (gasps) funny because obviously they're like the most unlikely couple lizzo and martin are like not a thing at all yeah yeah. (laughs) um and i was waiting the whole time for there to be like a musical sketch or like a digital short Mm -hmm. and so i think with this episode they kind of accomplished both where it was like an like a please don't destroy in their line of please don't destroy but it also turned into the horny zookeeper digital mm-hmm, story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to be honest I loved everything about it and yeah I, I thought it was pretty solid what do you think
0: I thought it was pretty good I actually really liked that the song was really short because I don't think you need a lot of it to enjoy it but I do have to say I do think it was impressive that Lizzo didn't want to lean too much on pre-tapes that f- were just her in a music video that's called her regular life and I appreciate that I'm actually extremely curious, though. What did you think of the next sketch, Six Flags? Okay, so, again, I thought it was
1: funny that Lizzo was on a date with, like, a skinny white boy. Like, she would never date Mickey Day for real. Um, Wow, Mickey Day's
0: insulted.
1: He should be. (laughs) But, um, okay, I liked the sketch. I was confused as to, like, where it was going Mm -hmm, like that they mm -hmm. were all the six flags guy but i thought it was original because like it kept me engaged right like i feel Mm -hmm. like this is kind of one of those sketches where it's weird enough that you want to keep watching because you're like not really sure what's Mm -hmm. gonna happen um and yeah again props to lizzo for like being down to like do a weird thing
0: (laughs) yeah i will say this I did not think it was the worst sketch of the night. I did think it was like so odd, but it was so Sarah Sherman that I was willing to forgive that. Yeah. I also felt like the sketch was something that really reminded me of like a Bill Hader era sketch, like something that was kind of kooky that you think is like overaged, but really it's just Sarah Sherman coming in and doing that. So I think it was fine. I do think The next sketch is one that we kind of, uh, let's say, depart on, which is Throne Room. I'm so curious about Tell me, what do you (laughs) think about Throne Room?
1: Okay, I really liked Throne Room. I thought when they first, like, zoomed in to, like, the set and everything, I thought it was going to be one of the, like, Cleopatra makeover ones that they did a while back. It wasn't quite like that. Um, But I like, so I like the idea of it. Like, the angle of it was basically, like, this king has, like, an image to uphold and like, I liked the PR angle of, like, mm-hmm. oh, we have to make sure all of these people have, like, crazy stuff going on so that, like, the kings, like, it, it, I don't know, I think that what they did was, like, they took a historical thing and they made it, like, a very modern, like, like, celebrity type thing like i feel like when you learn about this stuff in history you're not thinking like oh what kind of parties did they throw so that they could keep up their image you Mm -hmm, know (laughs) mm -hmm. so i thought that was a really modern take i also love it when like all a lot of the like cast has like a very distinct like role so i feel like there were so many characters um in that sketch and it wasn't too much like everyone had their own little like corner of like time to shine basically a lot of them were, like, cringe, but, like, that's what you would expect at, like, a orgy party from, like, whatever century, a you know?
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, like, yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I also thought at the end it was hilarious that, like, the king came into the room and he was actually, like, 12. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: so that was a really good, like, button in line for me. But I know that you didn't feel the same way. But <laughs> yeah,
0: it's tough because I didn't love this one and I did not love the Beanie Baby sketch. They were both kind of duds for me, but... The thing they have in common is that in Throne Room, Andrew Dismukes was playing Lizzo's twink. and Beanie Babies, Andrew and Lizzo were married, I believe. And I mm, actually feel like yeah. they have really good chemistry. So that was a highlight for me. And I really do hope that they like host a Netflix baking show together one day. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I did not love either of those sketches. A bit of a dud for me. But hey, I respect you for really enjoying... 12-year-old kings and Bacchanals, Hibba. I <laughs> no, respect that's you not, for this. Okay, that's, that's not, not it. it. <laughs> that's not it. Whoops. Misquote, misquote. Oh, my gosh. Um, but I, I will say, a sketch that I actually did enjoy was orchestra. It's funny because, mm. like, as someone who, like, played alto saxophone in seventh grade and went through the whole classical music scheme... There is such a weird political hierarchy and decorum that comes with orchestras and being like first chair and second chair and like all this stuff. And I feel like I felt like Lizzo really attested to that. And I actually really enjoyed it. And I thought everyone was really cute when they were dancing by the end. And I liked it.
1: Yeah, I love that one. I think that they wrote that sketch for Lizzo, to be honest. Like it was so personalized for her because it was basically like. Like, if you don't know anything about Lizzo, the two words that come to mind are probably she plays the flute and she loves to twerk, right? Mm, And mm. so they literally wrote a sketch for her where she, like, was a twerking flutist, flautist. Mm -hmm. And that's what she is in real life. And so um, I love that sketch. I feel like sometimes the hosts come on and you're like, you're like, I don't really understand, like, why they picked these sketches because they have, like, a say in some of the sketches that they picked. But I feel like Lizzo was really involved, like, while she Mm, was there. mm. Um, to such a degree that the like writers wrote the sketch for her and she was like, yeah, I want to do it, you know? So, um, yeah, I feel like that a lot of her personality shown through with the sketches like you couldn't just have any other celebrity do that sketch. It wasn't interchangeable. It was clearly for Lizzo.
0: I think that's actually a really good point because I cannot think of a single other host this season who like could play a classical musical instrument like that. Like I'm literally going to say, I don't think Billie Eilish could have done that at all at all and she tried she did have a twerking sketch but this one paid off in a way because lizzo was able to use her specific set of skills but so obviously not playing herself and that is a strength. another strength is i really thought the food and youtube pre-tape music video with bowen and chris red was really cute apparently they wrote this together which i thought was really adorable because you also don't get to hear bowen sing for like a whole pre-tape but I thought the concept was a little old and retired just because, like, HIPAA, for example, let's talk about this. Have you ever watched a YouTube video while eating lunch?
1: Yeah, like, every day.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And, like, I was doing that in college. And so I was like, this is something that I discovered, like, five to seven years ago. But, like, sure, Bowen and Chris read. go. I think that's why it got cut for time. Exactly. Exactly. And the other cut for time that I really, 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 really enjoyed and I like highly recommend watching it. It's Costco meeting and Kim Kardashian was actually the first to do this sketch and hers was fine and it was funny, but she can't sing. She also cannot dance. But imagine that with Lizzo replacing her and the sketch was so good. I mean, Lizzo was a great singer. We all know that we know that she's a great dancer, but she had the perfect timing on this and her beats were exactly right. This sketch was perfect. I'm still sad it was cut for time, but that's okay. But one thing that was not cut for time was Weekend Update. Heba, what are your thoughts on Weekend Update?
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So, my favorite part of Weekend Update was probably the feature by Melissa Villasenor. So, mm-hmm. she went on to play Cesar Perez, who was like, I think, like Colin's Driver. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. But he was basically like trying his hand at stand up comedy. Um, And he kept like making these jokes but the butt of the joke was always his nephew yeah. and then he would like he would get so sad he was he was just like joking around whatever and then he would get so sad and he'd be like oh no I have to apologize to mm-hmm. my nephew mm-hmm. and then he'd go back and be like okay cool now that I've apologized let me say my next joke and then it was like him gradually realizing that all of the jokes are about his nephew mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I thought it was good Melissa B. did does such good character work and I feel like she doesn't get to do a ton of impressions in character work, so like whenever I see her get like a spotlight, I'm like, yes, this is amazing. Like, we need more of this. Um, so yeah, I was happy with
0: it. Totally. I think it's now that time of the episode where we rank the episode. Heba, I'm very curious to see how do you rank this Lizzo X Lizzo episode? Okay, so I think
1: this is probably my highest ranking since the Reggae John page. Episode. <laughs> um, I am going to rate this episode a 9.5 out of ten um beanie babies. Mm. I yeah, I just think Lizzo really killed it. Like I was trying to go through and pick out my favorite sketch and I really liked a lot of them. And I there also wasn't a single sketch that I hated, which is more than I can say for like ninety-five percent of the episodes um i also think it was super iconic of her to introduce herself as a musical guest for the first performance and then it was like very sweet to see her mom introduce her for the second musical performance so um yeah i think lizzo came and delivered like she did everything she could she made this like she made the episode personalized to her she played a bunch of different types of characters she did solid musical performances um yeah i don't i didn't really like want anything else from her what do you think (laughs)
0: True, true, true. And that's why I'm breaking this episode 8.5 out of 10. Lizards named after the cast of Selling Sunset. (laughs) That was very much a reference for me. Um, I'm so with you. And on top of that, Lizzo seemed like someone everyone on the cast enjoyed working with. And that, to me, is like a very, very big piece of credit because, look, preparing for SNL is hard. Doing it for the first time is hard. Doing both double duty is hard. And I think if you can walk out of it having fun and we can feel like you had fun, that makes us want to enjoy it, too. And so I'm really proud of Lizzo. I'm really proud of her. I'm so happy with the way this turned out. And I, like, really do want to see her again, even if it's just as musical guest. I'm okay with that. Because About Damn Time, we haven't even talked about her performances. I loved About Damn Time. That song has been playing in my car along with As It Was, like, in rotation, shuffling with itself. Mm -hmm. And, of course, she was going to perform it, but it was so fun. And it was so good. And I'm so, 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 so excited for her album this summer. Hopefully, it'll be the album of the summer, if not Harry Styles' album, But also, they're friends. And I think they would be happy for me to play both of their albums in the car all summer.
1: (laughs) Exactly On rotation. Exactly.
0: And that's kind of it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Hibba, thank you so much for hanging out with me and talking about Lizzo and twerking. (laughs) Anytime. Anytime. And we will see you guys next week. Bye.